Welcome, everyone, to our Industrial Advisors podcast. You have Bill Condon and Matt McGregor. Our topic today is the three most dynamic things impacting our markets through Q1 here in 2022. It's been a been a really interesting start to the year. Things have continued to be extremely active. For sure. So it should be a great discussion. Absolutely. Bill, I mean, have you ever seen a market this crazy in your career? I mean, kind of all things collectively speaking? No. And I think across the board from a institutional demand to get capital out in our market from a pricing standpoint is pushed that to an all-time high. The leasing velocity across all levels. So you know, even some of the smaller spaces are, are you know, multiple deals competing for spaces. And then, of course, the big box market has just continued to accelerate. That's right. And we'll dive into that. But I agree from capital markets to, you know, compression of cap rates. Obviously, that, that might be changing. We'll discuss that. Pounds per square foot, to your point, leasing velocity, I mean, everything, it's just hitting on all cylinders. It sure is. So let's talk about kind of the, the three things. Why don't you kick us off? Absolutely. So the three most dynamic things hitting our market are price per square foot values and rental increases inside of one year. Okay. Number two, we're about to run out of buildings. Hurry up developers. And then number three is the expansion southbound down I-5 toward Portland. How far will it go? And, you know, will it last? So those are the three topics. So let's kick it off with the first one, which is again, price per square foot values and rent increases inside of one year. And again, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked by this bill, but we've never seen anything like this. I was trying to compute the numbers related with the actual percentage of rental growth. Now we have different size ranges, different product type, different markets throughout the Northwest region. So it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but I'm looking in the last 12 months of rental increase between 11 and 16% kind of across those different spectrums. Yeah, I think I think it's all of that, right? And, and maybe even then some in, in some certain yep. uh, sub-markets. You know, I think one really good example is is Fredrickson, right? And, you know, we did a three building forward with, with Dolphin in the summer of 2021. And at the time, those rents were- 49? Being, yeah, being underwrote uh, at 48 to 50 cents mm-hmm. on the shell. And we just did a deal this week at 70 cents on the shell. So you can see that increase from 48 to 70 in about a nine-month period in that market. And, and that's not the only market that that's happened in. That's probably That market's probably had the biggest single rental increase over that year period. I can't think of another market that had that spread, although we're starting to see in Kent on some of that new product, very big numbers. We're talking a dollar. You know, well, we saw one recorded at a dollar three, but I think we're going to see one North of a dollar ten, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did a deal, or you know, represented a tenant at a dollar on the uh, square foot on the shell on a forty foot clear brand brand new building in mm-hmm. in Kent. Now that clear height helped them achieve that rate, right? That's right. But, but yeah, we've seen a dollar a square foot in Kent on on bigger box. We we are seeing the Sumner, Fife, some of those Tacoma markets also have significant growth when you compare it year over year. Just how much they've increased, I think that all of those markets have been extremely healthy. That's right. And let's talk about sales. You know, you we continue to see just crazy amounts of sales. You would just think with the compression in cap rates, but that that, that would have slowed down and a little bit of stagnation in, in cap rates, but it just hasn't slowed down. So Q1 2022, we, we just, we're just ending this. We've got 21 transactions at a half a billion, 520 million already. That's on pace for an absolute record. It is. And what's interesting is, you know, in these numbers that we look at, and I think CoStar tracks it, right? 
what and I, and I sat down with a with a building owner who was a good client of mine earlier this morning and we were talking about building values and what I talked about was just that the fact that we've never seen a run over the 12 month period like we have from a increase in in value standpoint and I said I think we've probably had a hundred dollar a square foot increase in value in for for industrial buildings in our market and when we looked at these numbers, I think it's slightly north of that. Yeah, when we we printed out these numbers, it was like a little over a hundred bucks a foot. Yes. When you compare it year over year, which has just been unbelievable growth. And by the way, out of the twenty one deals in Q one, the average price per square foot was three oh nine. And Bill, to your point, it's gone up over a hundred dollars a foot in, in in about a year. And I would say that was the equivalent of that that growth in one year was about the equivalent of our whole career combined, the increase in value. It's similar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very close to it. And, you know, look, the, the pressure to buy buildings is is not decreasing, right? So, no. so we should see, you know, we're not going to see that kind of continued growth year over year, but, but pricing is going to continue to go up, in my opinion. That's right. And and the biggest uh, number we saw was 847 a foot. There's a story there, but Amazon deal up in Maple Valley. Congratulations, Pantone. Great transaction there. And then just a couple of hot hands out there. Then we're rifling through the 21 deals. Say kind of the hot hands doing a lot of deals is, is Fortress. Good job, Ryan and Greg. Brookfield and Lyft. So those are the three that just definitely jumped jumped out in the majority of those transactions. Yeah, so. and then and then you have you know some really proven groups that are still doing things as well, Clarion and Prologis and some of the other groups that are just still active. Yeah, and Clarion did the big one down in um, Puyallup. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice transaction for them. Absolutely. Second most dynamic thing impacting our market is: Are we running out of buildings, Bill? We are. It's getting tight. It's getting really tight. And I think, you, you know, another good example is Fredrickson. We had a 300,000 square foot building. We just leased up and there were multiple tenants trying to to lease that building simply because it's it's hard to find even 300,000 square feet that's up and ready in the market right now. And there's not a ton of buildings that are available. The bigger box products continuing to push further and further south. And that, yes, they seem to be getting gobbled up as, as soon as they are built. So in my opinion, yes, we are, we are running out of good quality buildings that are, that are out there on the market. For sure we are. Interesting statistics. So as, as everybody knows, we had about 10.9 million feet of positive absorption in 2021 which was a record year by a long shot, that's coming off an average, a 10-year average of 2.3 million feet. So 10.9 recorded. You would think we would slow down, but man. So here's the numbers after Q1. Recorded absorption is only 1.6 million, which is huge, right? But when you actually look at what's signed, so just a kind of a adding everything that has already been accrued and now signed, just in the last few weeks, we've had some big signings that would bring us to 4.1 million feet of positive absorption for the year so far. And that includes a 1.2 million square foot deal that just signed in Fredrickson, the one you mentioned in Fredrickson at 300,000 feet, and then the Duke building in DuPont, about was that 460, 460,000 yeah. feet? And then, of course, the Nordstrom's one at 501,000. But a total absorption right now, we're looking at it 4.1 million through Q1, pretty much. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you look at those numbers and you, you kind of dissect it even further, you, you know, the big box market, 500 plus, there's, there's deals out there that are going to continue to happen, you know, in the second half of the, of the year for sure. But there's just a, there's great velocity in that, call it two to 400 range as well. 
which I think just shows how healthy our market is, right? You're seeing it across right. across the board, big box for, you know, certainly, but 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 great depth in that two to four range as well. And you hit on the fact that we had just done that deal in, in Fredericks and Tacoma Supply Chain Center for 300 and it was competitive. There were, you know, we unfortunately had to let somebody go that was a qualified tenant in, in favor for a deal that fit the park better. We're seeing that across the boards in a competitive situation because when you have coming off 10.9 million feet, which nobody could have predicted, and then the first quarter we're looking at 4.1 million feet, the total available that had been completed in construction is only just over a million feet. So we've delivered 14.2 million feet over the last 24 months in brand new product, only a million feet available. And then under construction, this is where it gets a little scary. So under construction right now is just over 4 million feet. Only two and a half million feet of that is available. So you've got three and a half million feet of brand new product between what has been delivered and what is under construction available into a market that just absorbed 4.1 million in the first quarter. Yeah, and I think to that point, it's also really shifted the tenant mindset in going into negotiate buildings, right? We've, if you think about how tenants negotiated, you, you know, twelve months ago, compare it to today. The focus today for for tenants is not, hey, I need to get two pennies off on the shell rent. It's I need to secure this building, and I need to secure it quickly. And what do I need to do to to, to make sure I do it? Right. That's right. And, which is which has helped with that absorption is tenants are moving quick because they have to. That's exactly right. It, it, and the other thing is we're seeing the majority of the absorption, although you know we're seeing absorption everywhere, we're seeing a massive amount. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I know the numbers aren't exactly accurate, but north of 75% of absorption is south, Tacoma South. And surprisingly, the lowest vacancy rate in our entire market today is Thurston County at 2.3%. Yeah. And and a big part of that is because those buildings, once they are getting built, they're getting taken, right? And that's, that's right. the bigger box stuff. So the question there is, you know, how this expansion southbound, you know, is it going to last? How far south are we going to go? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So that's the third most dynamic point is this southbound expansion. This, I, I would say most people were not tracking, I would say south of Lacey as part of our market, even 12 months ago, right? So now we're going all the way down, deals are inking all the way down into Kelso. What is that? 110, 120 miles? Something, South, like, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. So we're see, we we continue to see this push down south. So so to analyze it, I have to look at it and say, okay, why you know why did this happen? Right? I guess it would be the same reason why the expansion in the Inland Empire out of L.A. happened because it had to. Right? That was the next step. So this is this kind of has to. Right? We don't have a ton of room for huge buildings. You know, there's not going to be million footer up or million footer in the valley. So. When I look at that market, I go, okay, it expanded obviously due to COVID and a reset of the supply chain and a reset of how people buy products, mm -hmm. right? So will it last? I think it will because that demand's not going away and, and it's kind of been a reset on how distribution is done. Now, somebody's not going to you know go down there and do a small distribution company to you know service the Seattle market. It's more players. There's two manufacturers down there. One deal we did, right? And another deal that's about to land down there, 500,000 feet. So in that kind of region, your, your, your manufacturers, because of supply, or sorry, because of labor, they like it down there. Yep, good labor market. Yep. Yeah, and then Lowe's is a good example of somebody that's a regional player right on the I-5. You can, you can service the Portland markets, the Seattle markets. You can go out east to Idaho, you know, Montana. 
cover a multi-state region in distribution for your stores. That's the type of deal Costco yep. you know, went down there. So those are the type of deals that I think will continue to trend down that corridor. What's your thoughts? I, I totally agree. And, and certainly there's developer buy-in there as well because we're seeing planned you know, spec development for 800,000 feet, million square feet in those particular markets. So there, there's definitely there there. And I think that the, the tenants have proven that they will go south. And given that the lack of available huge sites down there, I think all that stuff will continue and they, they will get gobbled up. I totally agree with you. And now we're at the point of three, you know, the three most dynamic things, which we went over, and one prediction, one from Bill and one from me. So, uh, Bill, what's your prediction for you know, the next quarter and, and beyond throughout 2022? Yep, yep, yep. So I got two. Um, all right. Yeah. My first is Seahawks win the Super Bowl, of course. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Russell will, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right. <laughs> Mariners will win the World Series, though. That's one. <laughs> no, my, my prediction is even though we had a record number of absorption last year, over 10 million feet, close to 11, I think that we will beat that this year in 2022. So wow. That, yeah, that's number one. It's a big prediction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I believe that will happen just given the velocity that's out there. And again, a lot of that is not just the big box. It's the kind of two to 400 market that that continues to, to be active. And then my other prediction is that we will do, we saw it in Kent. We saw a shell rate over a dollar a square foot for over 100,000 feet in Kent. My prediction is in 2022, we will see that happen in Sumner or Fife as well. In what size? Over 100,000 square feet. A above. Buck. Uh, a dollar a square foot on the shell in Sumner or Fife by your end. My prediction is your predictions are wrong. No, no. <laughs> um, we might we it, might do it by the summer, actually. So yeah, we'll see. I would I would tend to agree with you that we could see a dollar shell rate in Sumner. I would bet you a hundred bucks we don't hit pin ten point nine million feet of absorption though. Bet uh, bet bet done. Yeah. Okay. My prediction is. And this may be an easy one, but when you look at rental rates, of, and again, big box. Hold on, are they going to go up? Is that is that what your <laughs> prediction is going to be? Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely genius. Go up. Yeah. Okay, I'll just throw this out there that I think the Fredrickson South is going to see again, as it already has, the biggest rental growth in the entire market. Okay, percentage wise. And the reason is, is typically it's a gap between, you know, the, the distance between the lease rates landed. That's why I agree. I tend to agree with you about Sumner, a dollar, because if we're going to see a dollar 10 in Kent and maybe north of that, typically Kent and Sumner are about a dime off of each other. And so that would put Sumner in that region. And then Fredrickson and those areas are typically 10 to 12 cents off of then that Sumner Fife region. Yeah. I can see those that gap closing dramatically between that south sound and sumner because of the availability quality of product and labor in those south markets over that sumner region so i think you're going to see by far the biggest percentage of rental growth in the south puget sound yeah i i i think that that's right and i think it's a 20 plus percent yeah, I mean, when you look at what we just talked about, 48 to 70 in nine months, mm -hmm. to see another, you know, growth like that, right, could very well happen. So, so you know, you look at that in markets like Fredrickson, that means that, you know, you will have, rents will have almost doubled in, you know, 12 months if we fast forward to your prediction, right, which is, right. Which is awesome. I think that also, you know, the, the Sumner-Kent gap is actually getting closer. 
I don't think that, you know, there's going to be a dime difference there by the end of the year. I think that that's why that's getting closer. There shouldn't be. Yeah, there shouldn't be. I mean, it's close enough. And there's more functional buildings, arguably, in Sumner. Closer to the Port of Tacoma. Yeah. And and so it's kind of becoming an extension and has become an extension of of the valley. But what we both agree on is continued growth across the board in, sure. in rental rates. And what a market. I mean, it's just been, you know, unbelievable. And, you know, we are selling a couple nice buildings in Spokane mm-hmm. uh, right now. And it was really nice to see the institutional demand that's actually looking at markets like that. That's right. And so again, just continued continued de- demand from investors and Tenant velocity is good. Landlords are happy. So we expect that to continue in, in 2000, this next quarter to be awesome and 2022 to be great as well. That's right. Well, thanks for listening to the three most dynamic things impacting the market and our predictions. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.